Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy! Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy and i'm naomi we're a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners naomi and i were we in different rooms last time no we were back no to, no we're, we were back to life back <laughs> to reality <laughs> what is that song that's a song just something i remember being on the radio when i was a kid mm-hmm. same thing with you know the ghostbusters <laughs> Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. We call the Ghostbusters because they're in control. Bobby Brown. Yep. <laughs> you you guys, my brain went so blank. I was gonna, absolutely. I was going to say you something. Have absolutely else. nothing to say about no. Bobby Brown. <laughs> I have so and many things, but my brain went so blank. <laughs> and like, I was literally about to take a beat and then say something that I thought was going to be so funny. And then my brain gave me nothing. Gave me nothing to work with. We actually just recorded a wonderful episode with a guest that you will hear soon. I'm not even going to tell you, but it was such a good episode. But you know, sometimes when we are going all in on couples therapy, it's like we are talking, we are in, we are giving energy, we are giving full presentness, listening. And then when it's over, I'm a shell of myself. Okay? <laughs> a full shell. And I got another show in two hours. So I just think my brain literally, it was like reboot. <laughs> 
It was reboot on Hulu. It said let's reboot. It did not know what to do. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys, we are just too good. Bobby Brown. Okay, did y'all watch that Bobby and Whitney show? Do y'all remember the... Um, was it a reality show? Reality show they had where he offered to put his finger in her butt to help her poop. That's what I think of when I think of black love. True love. Is that true love or is that he really just wanted to put his finger in her butt and he was going to take, take any opportunity he could to do it? I beat in that moment. I said, that's real love. Uh-huh. I remember watching going, you have to really love somebody to be like, I will do this for you. To help you in this moment. Uh-huh. So that's all. That's Why was all she constipated? Andy, that's not the part I remember. Okay. I don't remember. Ugh, Mabel. I was going to say, let's all listen to Mabel take a sip of water. Because then she does what is called a reverse sneeze. Because a little water gets in her dumb nose. <laughs> her nose is, when I say dumb nose, I mean it with love. Okay. I'm not trying to say anything negative sure. about my child. You mean it with the same kind of love. When Bobby Brown offered to put his finger in Whitney Houston's butthole. That's deep love. He said, I'm going to help you. He was like, let me in. I help you. We don't know how deep. (sighs) Well, I was trying to tell a romantic anecdote. And I think we really just lost the plot. I don't know any romantic anecdotes that include the phrase finger and butthole. Okay, so what I hear is a challenge for me to prove my love to you. How's this? The next the next couples therapy contest will be is there a romantic a romantic context in which you can put a finger in a I mean there's sure. It's it's I mean there's so yeah, many. There's so many but I mean like in which it sounds romantic as opposed to it just being something that someone could do. Interesting. Okay. Well then it's it's almost a challenge for someone to like put it in a love song. When you say, does it sound romantic? It's like, well, okay. We need the right score. We need the right score. If there are any songwriters listening, it, has to, it can't be like a funny song. <laughs> it, the, the challenge is, can that be, can can anal fingering be a romantic part Maybe, of a... You ruined it by saying anal fingering. Can we just like... I was trying to figure out just, a different can we, phrase. Can we simply pivot? Can we simply pivot? Yes. Much can like, we simply pivot? Much like Ross in the stairwell with the couch. Let's pivot. Absolutely. Well... We don't have to pivot that far. I mentioned contests. You know, we just had the contest where you put the 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 worst you, you leave us a five star review and you put the worst person you ever dated in the review. Mm-hmm. And then we put the our favorites on Instagram for the listeners to vote on. Couples therapy pod. I mean, not only should you go to the IG, but while you're there looking at our faves, you need to be following us. Okay. Just like while you're on the couples therapy pod Instagram, just click follow. We don't post too much. We post the app. You know, Andy will give you an animal pick here and there. And that's about it. As of as of the taping of this intro, we don't have an answer yet because we're leaving it up for a week. And we're right. recording this before that week is up. So we don't know who the winner is. But please keep leaving reviews please on keep Apple Podcasts. Yeah, a five-star review helps the show, costs nothing. And these are wonderful stories that we are getting from you. These are of the people fantastic. you have been with. Wait, can I read one? Absolutely. Uh, Okay, so this is just says, love the show. You guys are great. Worst person I ever dated. We had a two-year-long distance relationship, and one day during this time, I got on Facebook, and she had posted an engagement announcement with pictures with some other dude. It definitely didn't ruin my life for like three years or anything. Oh, my God. Y'all, this is three lines in the richest three lines I've ever read. Yeah, move over, Hemingway. Move over, Hemingway. This is it. You are... Fuck you, Hemingway. 
Ernest Hemingway, you ain't got nothing. Imagine you in deep with somebody. Meryl, long cool. distance. Long distance. You said, this is my person. They not only they don't tell you. A mutual doesn't tell you. This person knowing full well they're in a relationship with you. Post to Facebook. Mm. The public Facebook page with an engagement announcement. Mm. People are really, you know, there are people who should be locked up. <laughs> there are people who should be locked up. Now we are you know, about abolishing prisons on this show. However, however, we'll make some exceptions. However, there will be some exceptions. <laughs> Restorative justice doesn't work for everyone. Not Especially for maniacs like this person who goes on Facebook and posts their, posts their announcement, knowing full well that they have a significant other. Right. Right. Separate significant other. A separate. Well, a significant side piece. A two-year-long distance I relationship. I going to say two-piece. <laughs> two-piece and a biscuit. That person had a two-piece and a biscuit. This person had a whole two-piece and a biscuit, posted about <laughs> it on Facebook, <sighs> and was surprised to get a negative reaction. So you person who posted this with a five-star review, I want to say not only thank you for the review, but I want to say that you are good enough. You are perfect. I'm sorry you went through that darkness. You are not alone. Mm. Okay, because that's crazy. That's savage. Can you do that? If you go get go to Popeye's or something, can you ask for a side piece, which is just an extra piece of fried chicken or something? I think they should put it on there. At, they should yeah. call it a side piece. Because yes. I'm sure you can order a single piece of chicken. Sure, sure, sure. But, I but think no one's listing it as side piece. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd like a side piece. <laughs> I think mean, people will be ordering those just for the fun of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I don't know. I haven't I haven't had a non-vegan fried chicken, which is a pale imitation. I if I if, my, if taste if I remember the taste correctly, how delicious <laughs> it was. I mean, I don't know. I've always been into fried chicken for the fried, and there are a few fake chickens that really do have that crunch on them. Oh, I love you know? look, I love it, but I so I I remember I you know, I've never had a taste. I'm not gonna try it. I'm not gonna have like a taste combat between a taste combat i was gonna say a taste combat i was gonna say this intro was unhinged <laughs> we somehow really, i we got were us so into... focused on this episode that we were just recorded we were so focused and there and present that immediately afterward our brains just like silly puttied well we had to take a break to back up the computer and it's taking the break that's the danger ah for me you can't let me stop once i've started we better keep it coming because yeah. if i get a chance to sit I'm going to want to play Gardenscapes. <laughs> I'm going to want to check out. And if you give me time to do it, it's going to be hard to rent me back up. Mm, That's mm. just a fact. That's just a fact about who I am as a person. Yeah. I wonder, and maybe you should do this because you do eat meat. Have a taste test between some vegan fried chicken and some fried chicken. See if there's like a huge difference for me. Are you telling me to eat a bunch of crispy foods? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that for you. I'll take one for the team. I think, Naomi, for my birthday, you know, we're going to, because Andy's birthday is coming up. It is February 26th, so just make a note and show him some love. Okay, show him some love on socials. Because our wedding is just like two weeks later. Not even, right? I think that, you know, we're going to do something very small. What if we went to Lettuce Feast and finally got those vegan fried chicken fingers? I've been looking, as you well know, listeners, I've been looking for fried chicken fingers, you know, vegan that are actually finger shaped. I don't mean like finger human finger shaped. I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about, a plank. I want a plank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The classic yeah. chicken finger. Yeah, a chicken thumb if you will. Mm. Mm. Now, mate, we have an update by the way. Do we? Yeah. 
I want you to read this. Do you remember? I can't remember what episode. It was in the last, like, say, 10 to 12 episodes. We answered an advice question, a, a black woman moving to Paris for her academic dreams. Oh, yes. Grad school in Paris. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we were mm -hmm. like, how are you holding up? What's mm -hmm. going on? Are you loving it? Are you... Are you giving us Black Emily in Paris? Or are you hating every second of mm -hmm. it? We were very curious. Yes. Well, we got it. Update. We got it. From a Black queen in Paris. That's the subject okay. line. Mais amour. <laughs> okay, so already serving Parisian moments. And then she writes, not me walking the streets and catching up by my sweet, sweet couples therapy pod, only to hear y'all asking for an update from your girl. So to be honest, it's exactly how I expected in some ways. A lot better in some and a hell of a lot worse in others. I learned pretty quick that the French do not know how to have a proper kiki. I swear the girlies here don't like laughing, but I'm like, ah. y'all get free healthcare and education. So what are you so damn serious about? You are correct. The academic part be stressing the hell out of me, but I'm seeing that quite literally everyone here is faking it till they make it. Yep. So I'm applying the same energy to myself. Great. Next challenge is getting a job or internship for the summer slash fall that can be anywhere. So I'm thinking New York. Mm -hmm. So part two of my question, if y'all know any connections for human rights work in NY or advice for finding jobs there, let your girl know. And yes, I'm begging, <laughs> but I'm surviving. Just a disclaimer for anyone looking to go abroad. It's definitely a humbling and isolating experience, but it forces you to turbo speed learn about yourself. So a chance for self growth? Question mark. Best believe I'm going to eat it up. Love you both so much. If you want a honeymoon in Paris, you've got a free tour guide and translator right here. Mm. Okay, boo-boo. Very, very mm. happy for you. Mm. You know, I felt this again, and this is even, I mean, I was in Australia. So, I mean, at least there was no language barrier, but it's true. Living abroad is humbling. It is isolating, but you do learn just what you're capable of. You learn that you can handle more things than you think. You learn what your non-negotiables are. You also learn that, like, yeah, it's isolating, but it's, like, okay to be alone. Like, I know for me... It's okay to be alone in France. It's Paris, by the way, too. Well, not just that, but I just remember, like, I used to be so self-conscious about, like, sitting in a restaurant by myself or eating uh -huh. alone. And then suddenly I, see, I live I abroad, and you go to you go, uh -huh. nobody care about me. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to have my book. I might even meet a friend. Okay? Yeah. Because when you're a stunning black woman, honey, and you're abroad... You sit by yourself, someone's going to talk to you. Okay, they're going to talk to you. <laughs> Look, they may be crazy. But then also, they could be a new friend. And the next mm. thing you know, you're living a fabulous Parisian life. Yeah, you still have some friends from Australia, right? Absolutely. And some lovers we never speak of. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like Paris, like being alone in Paris, being alone in New York. You yeah. know, I mean, they're wonderful cities to be alone in, as opposed to like, you got stuck in Nice. Sorry, folks. Sorry, but, uh, folks. Sorry, Nice, folks. But uh, you ain't nothing. I don't know. I've never been to Nice. But nice I'm is saying, beautiful. You know, is it? Yeah, yeah, probably. Nice is nice. <laughs> okay, that's what we say. Indy, the, yeah, do they gotta have, stop like, this intro? I'm nice, losing my on. mind. Does Nice have a thing like Ithaca is gorgeous? They should have Nice is nice. If they were American, <laughs> if they were. <laughs> Yeah. If 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 someone implanted like American like bullshit novelty T-shirt stuff into the heads of the folks in Nice, they would have those kind of T-shirts. 
Anyway, Naomi, who was our guest today? Okay, this episode was so good Hell and yes. so fun. I believe Hell I yes. even say in this episode, this is somebody I've really had my eye on friendship-wise for a while. You did. So this was very exciting. We are talking to the one, the only Kulop Vilaisak. Yes. Oh, we love, we love Kulop. Kulop created the show Bajillion Dollar Properties. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're all welcome in oh, advance. with former couples therapy guest Tawny Newsom and Paul F. Tompkins. I mean, this, I love that show. That show is so a really funny. funny show. So great. Kulop also co-hosts the podcast Add to Cart with Suchin Pak, so check that one out. And Kulop has a documentary called Origin Story, which we do discuss in the episode, that is out on Amazon Prime. So Kulop is giving you the stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. Giving you what you need when you need Don't it. Don't forget her old podcast, Who Charted, which is where I, I was, a, I'm an old school Who Charted fan. I Listening know. from the beginning. Comedy Bang Bang, Who Charted, right from the beginning. <laughs> The point is, Kulop understood the couple's therapy assignment, okay? <laughs> Kulop came with an open heart, a loose butt. She was like, let's get into it. Let's talk about, like, late 90s LA insanity. Mm-hmm. And also, let's help you handle your scandal. And mm-hmm. that is the gift. And so, I feel like we got it. Because we've just been going back and forth, ping pong and acting crazy. And you know what? We need to bring you the episode because Kulop is it. So, you know what, Auntie? Just say what needs to be said. Roll it. Kulop, you've been on our list for a long time. This has oh been a wish list. This has been a dream. We're adding you to the cart in our hearts. I, this is <laughs> this okay. Is wait, huge. this is the theory I have because I only know bits and pieces. I, I'm a. I started listening to Who Charted back at the very beginning. I have a Who Charted T-shirt. Um, Amazing, thank you. Comedy bang bang back in the beginning. So I know bits and pieces about your marriage, <laughs> your relationship <laughs> that I put mm-hmm. together. But Great. nothing, no actual information, no solid information. And the, the, the picture I put in my mind, this is what Naomi yes, and I do. We do. We I confront people yes, with, the, with the mental picture we've drawn of them. <laughs> God, from, yes, please. From various media. <laughs> uh, and then see if, uh, if, that, if that image actually is true or if it's yeah. just a complete concoction of the chemicals in our brains. Uh, that I have, I have said that like our relationship is a mirror of your relationship, but maybe it's not. That Naomi, obviously the one emotionally open and feeling, I'm mm-hmm. the bit boy. Yeah, and bit through therapy, this has become very tangled for me personally. I am no, okay. I'm half bit boy, half emotional. I'm falling between both chairs. <laughs> it used to be just all bits. Now it's like a weird mixture. I can't deal with it. My heart is open, and also uh, it's it's a lot. So is that true? Is that I think that- that's I think that's very fair. Absolutely <laughs> fair. Now, you know, the key that people don't, you know, really like I don't know if you guys uh cotton to astrology astrology, if you're I know about nothing, that. I know nothing no. of it. Um, okay, so I'm very much into it. Oh. And Scott is a cancer, and cancers are very they're full of feeling. They're hmm. full of feeling, and you wouldn't know that. Uh, if you saw them from like generally from their sort of shell-like exterior, their hard exterior, okay, with their little okay. crabby hands who hold on to things and ideas and people and won't let them go. But there's like such <laughs> deep feeling. It's a water sign. So yes, absolutely. Scott is BitBoy. Um, he is Scott, I think left to his own devices, would act as if he was the host of Comedy Bang Bang all the time. <laughs> Not revealing much, only doing bits, mm-hmm. trying to derail your bits. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and where I'm like, nah, let's like, let's like, we're gonna have fun, but also let's get to it. What's the heart of the matter? Yeah, yeah. But now, how did that though affect courtship? Because I find that I am very like. I really love how you posed that question. How did that affect courtship? Well, because I, I feel like, for instance, like me and Andy were like, I didn't think he really liked me because I couldn't really tell because he wasn't being direct. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was hard to sort of figure out. Yeah. where we stood and then especially again like because you know you did you do comedy too and like in the world of like you know these comedy boys ain't shit most <laughs> of them trash so what it takes to suss out <laughs> who's not terrible like it takes time it's like okay are you like is there something underneath yeah. are you for real right the bits That's are hard to kind of figure out it's, yeah. it's a hard shell layer and sometimes underneath there might be oil but sometimes there might just be like old bones yeah, that's a good. Me- hold on, it that's be, a good. That's good. It might just a good be metaphor. Old, no, it might be want everyone to 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 sit in that metaphor. The oil is the good. Like, look, <laughs> yeah, right. obviously climate change bad, but right. the oil in this metaphor is the yeah. good thing. Just so right. clear. Yeah, your 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 basic fossil fuel oil, not you know, like you know, there's so many oils that are with us these days. Exactly. But even those those are expensive. So be it avocado, be it grape seed, be right. <laughs> Right, right. Sometimes, okay, let's change the <laughs> metaphor. So, sometimes you will strike just a mass grave of animal bones. That's the bad there people. We go. Got the it. Sociopaths, right? Sometimes you will find a bunker filled with canned goods. Okay, okay. <laughs> and a Nick Offerman Last of Us situation. Yes. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Now I understand current events. Got no. it. <laughs> <laughs> Pop culture is a gaze. Okay, so now we're going to have to go back in time. Yeah. Because I started dating Scott. I am 42 right now. I started dating him when I was 19. No. So now we must... When we're talking about courtship, we oh, need to. Wow. Oh, you do nothing. You so this, do nothing. We, I knew nothing. The, the turn of the century. <laughs> the turn of the century. Y2K was to come. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just to give us context. Yeah. So I think you need to, like, really put that into play. It's like, I knew nothing. There was an age gap, not necessarily a maturity gap, but there was, <laughs> you know. So I'm figuring things out. Like, and, and our our relationship has, like, had, like, I think there have been points of evolution, of course, mm-hmm. to be together as long as we have, you know, 20 plus years. Yeah. <laughs> um, things have had to change, and there's been sort of, like, growth spurts, and we've kind of had to figure out how to um, – uh, gosh, there was an image that I either read or someone said to me about like in the beginning, it's like you're sitting at a table facing each other. And at some point to kind of remain with each other, you kind of have to be like like looking out, sitting mm. beside one another. Because if we're not growing and we're just kind of talking about our like collective experience and not what we're both kind of like bringing, it can kind of – you know, there's a limit. Yeah. There's a yeah. limit. It can be. It, it can become, and not saying that we aren't codependent, but <laughs> you know, um, yeah. And and when I was younger, we were to get, we started dating when I was 19. We broke up when I was like 21, mm-hmm. tw- like 21 for like a year or two. And in that sort of gap, 
I needed to short gap is I needed to learn how to kind of not def- be deferential towards him. Mm-hmm. And I needed to learn how to to say what I wanted. And I need to learn. I, there's things that I had to kind of like, you know, ca- like I was exercising a muscle I hadn't used before. Mm-hmm. And that I kind of had to work that out. Is, is basically now was that something for instance when you were on that when you guys did break up at the time was it feeling like do you remember were you like this is just a breakup for now and we're gonna come back to each other or at the time were you like oh we're done and then you just kind of got back together organically eventually so he dumped me it was earth shattering and horrible <laughs> and like I-, I was like uh and yeah. i had hoped for us to get back together but the real progress happened when I, it felt like that wasn't going to happen. Uh-huh. You had to and I go. went out, yes. And then, you know, to get over one, man, you get under quite a Absolutely. few. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You're 21. You're 22, honey. What else are you yes, going to do? Yes, yes. What else are you going to do? In L.A.? <laughs> In early Come on. aughts, L.A.? Oh, early yeah. aughts. Picture the fashion, because it's back. <laughs> all of it's back. When I worked on Melrose, all that fashion is back, and it is shocking. It's oh, shocking, God. these 20-year fashion cycles. I also just can't. I'm just thinking about, you know, dating in L.A. before a Lyft or an Uber. You just like went someplace and it was like, that's where you were. And if that date was bad, you were just kind of stuck in that general vicinity. Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like now you can escape things easier. Okay, I have a story. Do you know the actor and the um, uh, recording artist Tricky? Yes. Whoa. Do you recall from the fifth element Tricky? I don't. Andy does. Yeah. I'm going to have to go down a rabbit hole, but I need to I would. More. Oh, gosh. Is there any way we can flash a picture up just so she can just get it? She just Here, needs. I'll, I'll Andy's going to give me a visual. T- I, I, she I needs will. a visual just to like kind of grab. <laughs> okay. And this quick, I'm going to, I'm going to go fast on this and the story just because it will like at 42, you, you, you learn. I just, when I was a young person, I didn't know that you could leave. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You could say bye. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's totally fine, and it's totally okay. So, um, I used to work on Melrose, as I mentioned. Um, and Tricky came in, and he was really interested in sort of this, like, kind of. I was working for this, okay. like, Japanese. Wow. Do you remember him? Does it? Yeah. I'm seeing visually. Yes, from the movie Fifth Element, I'm remembering the hair. I'm remembering yes, the hair. Great. Yep. I believe Tricky uh, also had uh, uh, some music in Parappa the Rapper, an early okay. PlayStation. Oh, a PlayStation. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I feels right. <laughs> I lost track of him after the date. Uh, <laughs> uh, he he came in to this. Uh, I worked on Melrose. It was a Japanese uh, clothing line. And we had some like kind of uh, we had like T-shirts, and the, but then we had sort of like a more expensive kind of line. Um, and he was interested in that and he was pulling stuff and I was looking to make a sale. And I've always been a bit of a flirt, but that's what sales are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I got tricky tricked me into a date. Tricky uh, trick. Call it. Call me. Call it naivete. I don't know why he started talking about. We started. To, I don't know. He started talking about. There's there's a movie. Oh gosh, what movie was it? it? Was like 
uh, Eric the Viking or something like that that was like this like comedy movie yes. or something like that. Do I you know re- what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. He we I think we started talking about like English comedy and then he was like, "Oh, you like English comedy? You should see this. It's playing at at the Bev Center or something like that." And I was like, "Oh, very cool." He's like, "Yeah, it's this weekend." And then somehow I was like, do you want to go? I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, you know. And for the lo- even like the first time Scott asked me out, I'm like, is this a date? I was just yeah. like, didn't know, you know, yeah. like I just yeah. didn't think, you know. And so then I was like, oh, okay, well, I agreed to this. And then I was like, well, yeah, well, I, I'm working here until this time, you know, like on a Saturday. And he's like, okay, I'll come, come by and I'll pick you up. And I was like. Okay. (laughs) And then that day comes and I'm like, just, is this happening? Is he coming? And then, and then he comes and I was like, oh, okay. So like, we're going to go to, I guess we'll, we'll go to this date. Wait, now, cool up though. Here's the question though. Do you think he's cute? Are you interested in the idea of the date or do you really feel this whole time? You're like, oh, I said yes. Cause I was trying to get you to buy some clothes and now it's too deep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. Okay. That's right. And, you know, I mean, I had an agency. I didn't use it. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I, he's like, I want to make a sale. You know, I'm a manager at this thing. So all these things, you know. Yeah. But you're I would learn later. By Tricky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not when you're working on Melrose, okay? All yeah, yeah. All cool kids come in to Melrose. This, that, this that, at this, and at this time. Yeah. At this time, definitely. Um, so, like, so then I was like, okay, great. So where's your car? And he's like, oh, I don't have a car right now. Can you drive? I was like, oh. Like, Tricky yeah. Or, okay. And I he, guess he's in town. He was in L.A. for, you know, so another project. So he was staying on top of uh, Erewhon. <laughs> at the time wait everyone goes back to the early aughts yes the one but the grove wasn't there yet if you can what? imagine there was a the time grove wasn't there i thought that was a new like rich person thing that just happened lately no well, I thought the grove been, had been around been. forever i thought the grove had been there since the 60s <laughs> <laughs> I'm the f- since before man since before <laughs> exactly before before man for non-la <laughs> listeners the grove is a giant outdoor mall that was built by this uh uber republican dude that ran for mayor here yeah and recently, the rick caruso you know about yeah caruso. recently was defeated yeah rick <laughs> rick ran for mayor <laughs> so okay so poor tri- rick. tricky ask if you can drive so you've got to drive him i gotta drive him and then like, it just became really clear that this was a date, and then I didn't know how to handle it, and I don't know how to be, like, and then I tried to, like, be subtle about it, and then it was, like, very quickly he was, like, oh, by the way, there is no movie. What? There is no movie, but let's still hang out. And I was, like, what? Okay. No. No, I don't want this. Like, it was, like, and then... Like, I remember that we ended up at P.F. Chang's in a bank, <laughs> like in a banquet. And uh, if you remember P.F. Chang's banquet, like you're not meant to sit side by side, especially if it's a two top. Okay. And he insisted on a two top to sit side by side because he has an aversion to having his back to the door because he's afraid of like getting shot in the back by like a... <laughs> 
by like the Yakuza. Like it was just all these things that I was like, okay, yeah, I guess we could sit side by side and eat these lettuce wraps. (laughs) Like it was just like, so like, what am I doing? And I didn't want to be there. And I kept excusing myself to the bathroom and like texting people like, I don't want to do this, but not like, like only like half like communicating you know what i mean yeah 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 like not saying like oh i don't want to do this like and (laughs) and then like feeling like i needed to take care of him and his feelings oh yeah and like you know like that is just a lesson that like i had to learn Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no i i agree it's what because i also think this idea of leaving dates it's something i only see in movies and tv do you know what i mean like in a movie or a tv show someone will be like I'm gone. But I was like, in real life, it feels so scary to do it because it feels like, again, especially it's like a dude you don't know. Are they going to make a scene? Are they going to yell at you? Right? Like that's the low end, let alone like following you out or something. You know what I mean? Like it feels like such a, um, maybe it's because I watch too much uh, true crime because I'm afraid I'm going to be murdered. But like, it feels so scary to just be like, we're done here but at the same but then at the same time it's like you also know what it is to sit through i mean this sounds at least two hours if not longer between the pickup the drive sorry yeah. the pf change the, the dropping I, him back to erewhon right, exactly, you, exactly. Know. you had to give him his ride can i interrupt so like it's all it's all like like awkward and weird there's a moment though like where my like i grab my temples because <laughs> like saying I can't sit with my back to the door. I'm worried the Yakuza will kill me. That to me is a, that to me is like across the line of like, Oh, this is kind of weird or awkward into like, what the fuck? Like, that's like, like weird Uber drivers I've had who like, we're having a conversation. We're having a conversation. Then suddenly they're like, Oh, well, you know, bee pollen carries uh, HIV. And you're like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? And that's like such a weird line over like crossing the line into like, Oh, now this is a strange sketch that I'm in. The other thing to know about me is that I lived in such a sort of like, my parents are Lao refugees. My mom is just like a mess. Um, and I just am so, I am too comfortable with dysfunction and mm-hmm. um, just crazy shit happening. I'm too comfortable like with violence. I'm too comfortable like, and that that's again the other thing of like working with a therapist is like literally get up. Mm, get mm-hmm, up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get up like i just like i that's so it's all like kind of rooted in that like yeah and so i am the person who is way who has in the past been way too accepting about almost virtually every crazy thing that could be said or done in front of me yeah which makes yeah. me for a very cool hang but <laughs> it's not like it's not great. It hasn't, yeah. you know, like it's survival. Yep. <laughs> Number one, it's survival. Let's mm-hmm. be clear. Mm-hmm. But then it's almost like I don't need to be in situations like this. Like I don't yeah. need to do this. Don't need to court it. I don't need to like, like take it in the chin and wear it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's all. It's just been such a like, you know, thank God for therapy. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, like what you said though about like dating and stuff was this your experience because i know for me 
part of me not knowing when someone was asking me out or what the situation was, was that it wasn't really till I got to college that guys paid attention to me when I like started to hook up. So then I do think, again, it's not like about being a sexy teen, but I do think there's something what? you do. Listen, listen. <laughs> but like there is stuff like people who like had boyfriends and girlfriends and held hands and did stuff when they were like 14, 15, 16. You do learn a little bit of sort of like, oh, this is what this looks like. Yeah. So that oh when God. you're an adult, yes. like, cause I just felt like when I got to my twenties, people were, had already like dated and done stuff Yes, that I didn't know. And I also, and then also because nobody liked me, I was like, oh, I'm ugly. I'm terrible. So that if someone was asking me out, I was like, well, I should say yes. This may yes. never happen again. Right. Because I, I hadn't yeah. been socialized to think that I was attractive or acceptable or lovable. So then the first person who came through who very much probably did not have a car and said, oh, wait, there is no movie which is the moment you're supposed to leave. Yes. And you'd be like, well, they wanted to hang out with me so bad they made up an event. I guess we should hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is exactly, you have read me correct. Like, growing up in Minnesota amongst the snow, <laughs> white snow. The white, the white and the white, snow. White. <laughs> in the suburbs, you know, of the Twin Cities, whenever I would like a guy um they would act like they release were like my friend before they found out i like them then it's like you know matthew molda turning his desk around and not wanting to be like in the quad with me <laughs> like it was like i mean it's like yeah that's what it was i really felt like any guy that i like didn't like me and then it wasn't until i left Minnesota to go to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in LA and would come back home like on break did like the like guys who I like kind of mention that like I was attractive because I think at that point they go to you know um, University of Wisconsin Madison and then there's <laughs> way more like there's set more white people than none but then they see you know other types of people mm-hmm. And so their view of attractiveness shifts. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't have, like, a lot of boyfriends. I had, like, two maybe, like, through, and they weren't, they were guys that I had met outside of my high school um, that I, like, dated, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. and then, yeah, so you're, like, I I was, I really didn't come into my power till probably, you know, it, like feminine power until probably mid thirties. I gotta be honest. <laughs> like, Wait, what? maybe thirty, maybe thirty, maybe you know, like I think. Now, if I really think about it, I was on the road. I I knew myself to be. I started to know myself to be attractive in my twenties based on like my LA looks. <laughs> but then, <laughs> like, but to to know what that meant, you know, to have like power to be in like my seat of power. I gotta be honest, thirties, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then to the point where I'm where I'm at now, where I'm completely comfortable and I'm not at war at my bo- with my body. I took that. That was a uh, late 30s. <laughs> <laughs> where That's I'm comfortable so wherever I'm at and like in my skin and I don't have to like I'm not always in my head. Yeah, it took a long took a long time. Yeah, Wait, what's that like? I don't I don't know what that's like. <laughs> Being comfortable? Being not in your head? Talk yeah. to me about this presentness of yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, guys. We're all marching towards death. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you have another question? Because I have another question, Andy. What uh you know what, Naomi? You go. And then well, I'll it's go. a real shift though. So if you want to stay oh. in the past. Well, okay. So I just want to continue the little narrative. So uh you're going these you're 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 dating tricky you're going uh to see uh to uh who are you're you're dating a couple people or whatever i'm just making this up in this time and then how yeah. do you get back together with scott you're now husband yeah how did we get back together um i you were free yeah. and loving life and he saw that shit he was like Oh, cool up. You seem so just free and at peace and like you don't need me because that's what they want you. They want you when you're free as a damn bird. That's right. That's right. And I, we still had mutual friends. And so there was still sort of like, you know, then you start to see yourselves like more and that. Yeah. I, I mean, pro- <laughs> probably the short of it is that, yes. <laughs> and I, I honestly, like, because I think I started. Yeah, I feel like I started, and then I was doing shows like at Second City LA. I went through Second City LA. I feel like, yeah, that somewhere around there, like I, we started be, we started spending more time in the same circles, which there was an inevitable draw. But what changed for you in terms of how you felt? Like as you said, you had to kind of, as you said, you had been deferential, and then you sort of figured, yeah. you know, not. What did that look like for you? Like, so when, you know, you guys are reconnecting, when it does seem like, okay, this is about to be something again, what's the difference for you in terms of how you are engaging with him? I think it's more about knowing what I want and being and vocalizing what I want. Uh, You know, I've always felt like, not always, but the drum, if I beat any sort of taiko drum, it's it's one of personal responsibility. And so, you know, I had to kind of learn how to like, ten- like, I can't really control, even though in the past I've really wanted to control everybody and manipulate everybody <laughs> um, and ha- and bend them to my will. Uh, it's hard and it takes I a lot it. of... <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> so it's a lot of, you know, you get it. I don't have to go into it. But like, um, what I can do is at least hang, like, tend to like my side of the fence and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, what I can acknowledge is that not um, vocalizing what I want, expecting him to know what I want, expect him to um, have participated in these conversations I'm only having in my head. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Uh vocalizing in the middle or the end of it, (laughs) expecting him to know, you know, where it started and to act accordingly. Um, And... In all fairness, I was young, too. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, but yeah, being able to kind of like say like, oh, actually, I'm not happy with this and I don't like this. And I I want, you know, being assertive and clear and like doing that with grace instead of letting it build, build like, you know, uh, like a mountain that or a (laughs) volcano, if you will, (laughs) that erupts at a time when maybe I was, uh, you know, uh. W- it was worthy of a discussion, but now because my reaction was so extreme, <laughs> now we have to deal with like how wrong that was. <laughs> yeah, this, this feels familiar. <laughs> feels like the, right. er- the early days. It feels like your crazy ass too. 
what? What? It's different because you don't, yeah, you don't erupt, but what'll happen is you will like hold on to something and then it comes out later and it's like, well, now we got to talk about why you waited two weeks to say this as opposed mm-hmm. to what the actual thing is. Sure. That is true. Yeah. It's like, where it's like, well, now the issue becomes the means of sharing the information as yeah, opposed sure. to the issue the re- itself. Yeah, but, the reaction. Yes. And then all, and it sucks because then that sometimes it gets buried. The, the, mm-hmm. the thing that we could, because it's the whole thing. I mean, I've done, s- it's not just therapy that I've done. <laughs> I've like so many modalities, so many ways, like, so, oh God, all the things that I've done to just even like learn how to breathe. Uh, like, and just be, just try not to carry all of my shit with me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. into every present situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this was the yeah question I was. It's it's uh, two different questions actually. So now I got to decide which one I want to ask. But sort of, you know, given your upbringing, and when did you start looking at therapy? Because. You know, some parents are like, life is hard. What's your problem? Yeah. And so the decision to do that and to drill down and, as you said, to come to realize things that you thought were just par for the course were actually not okay and you didn't have to withstand them. When does that come in for you? That comes in when I'm, I want yeah, 27 and engaged. Okay. And I call my dad to say, hey, I got engaged. He goes, congratulations. Your mom did this, and you did it, and you need and I don't know what I get it, and I was like, oh, like, this isn't, this isn't correct. Like, this isn't correct. I think I need to start therapy, and that really began it for me. Huh. Like he was telling you like all the things that that you shouldn't do as a or he was just like unloading. He was talking about he was unloading uh, about yeah. his problems. And then I was like, you know, I was like, man, I really don't want like I I do think that I'm very proud of my relationship with Scott. It's something that like it has been at times hard, but we're, you know, we're good. Like we've been through <laughs> quite a bit and, <laughs> and we've evolved and it's something that I, it, it means a, a, a lot to me. I, he is, he is my family, you know, that's mm-hmm. my, you know, they're my family by blood, but I choose him. And so it, I was really concerned about, and about the things that I had learned and been modeled and the behavior uh, that I would I would poison our relationship, um, mm-hmm. and 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 those tendencies did affect our relationship. And working that stuff out on my side of the fence has made our relationship better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've seen that. Um, and he's look, he's doing. He has his he has his path. He has, you know, he's, we've done couples therapy. We've done, you know, um, but like the stuff that I've done to sort of rewire my yeah. old stories and my behavior has been really uh, good for him. Some, one of the most important relationships, but also all of my relationships. And in that course, it's also when I started to have female friends uh, that I didn't have before because oh. it's all tied to my mom 
and where I was able to kind of start to have like real relationships to make myself a little bit more well-rounded, yeah. right? It all was hand in hand. Interesting. Um, yeah. Because I think of you as a gal's gal who's really good in the kitchen based on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> because when I met Kulat for the first time, I believe my intro was, excuse me, are you Georgia and Molly's mother? That's Because right. I had been following her dogs on IG well before mm-hmm. we ever met. That's and, right. That's right. But, you know, you have um, <laughs> certainly around the holidays you had done, you know, you're so good at cooking treats and the kitchen looks yeah. so nice and like you're like cooking stuff and decorating and yeah you're like ladies we're making pot pies i don't know i'm making that up no i did make me? a pot pie yeah that sounds like something <laughs> i did yeah <laughs> very domestic very yeah no i had mainly guy friends uh and and i love my guy friends i still have guy friends um it's different with ladies yeah and it was scarier with ladies hmm. for me because of my mom. I mean, it's just so like, uh, you know, like Freud, whatever, you know, <laughs> like it's like clear. Um, and and because it's a little more nuanced with ladies. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, and and it took a lot of like, you know, it was not safe to be vulnerable around my mom. And mm-hmm. I, I mean it in every way possible, guys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so to learn how to do that and to learn how to like I, I knew what I knew was I knew how to listen and I knew how to be like a balm mm-hmm. to someone else and I learned to you know and that but that's also survival everybody <laughs> and it's also to be frank a type of manipulation you know don't hurt me don't right, hurt right, right. Me. Here's Don't how I can help me. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the yeah. good one. I'm the helpful yeah. one. I'll make everything fine. Don't be mad. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. And I, honestly, this voice didn't. This voice didn't drop until like thirty three, thirty five. I was pitched up. For really? yeah, yeah, absolutely. You talk about like you know like code switching and like all that stuff. It's it was always like, it, it's if my voice is higher than. I, you know, it's like, this is not threatening. This is not threatening. (laughs) Like, this is not threatening. I'm, you know, it's almost like a little girl-like. It's like, you know. And it really, it took (laughs) took a while to come down to here, to my true voice. Yeah. It's all these things that, like, I had to be made cognizant of, you know, before I could move forward, before I could, like, you know, really... Like connect with, like truly connect with people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of being the holder of secrets and, you know, oh, like, wow. and, and for somebody to know, like for, for you to know me, I need to share with you. I don't have to share everything. Like that's not right. good either. But if I know everything about you and, but, and you know nothing about me. That's just like, it's not, that's not a, rela- I mean, it's a, certainly a type of relationship, but like, <laughs> you know, like, but that's not like true intimacy. Mm. Right. right. And right, so right. these things, yeah, I mean, these are so like scary. This is like some scary shit, some scary shit to kind of have to like fail at for a long time <laughs> and, and kind of like just, I don't know. Yeah. Man, we do. Yeah. God, it was it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds really rough. Were you through this therapy? 
were you able to have a better relationship with your mom or you've just kind of like cut that off and have been like, it is what it is. And I'm just going to use these tools for my other relationships. It's both Andy. It really is because, um, it's, it's, I think we, I've gotten to a point and I have this documentary that's really about her and I's relationship and like our road together. It's called origin story. It's on all most streaming things. And, um, it got to a place where it was about like accepting the past for what it is, not trying to change the past. And in the documentary, I'm understanding what, why my parents made certain choices. And I come to have compassion for that. I don't agree. I don't agree, you know, that they always did their best. I think they didn't. <laughs> Quite often, I think, you know, not when well, that was best for me, perhaps for them for a myriad of re- reasons. I mean, they're again, they are war refugees. Um, I was conceived in a refugee camp. Um, they came to America under like, you know, harrowing, harrowing circumstances, not knowing the language. And then and then, you know, I stand on their shoulders. All these things are true. Um, but with my mom. I do have peace with um, our relationship at this time because um, I did all this like work to break down walls and to, um, you know, uh, let people in. But with my mom, I keep it surface. Mm. With my mom, I understand, uh, you know, her, I understand what happened. But for us to function as like we are now, she doesn't get a lot of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she was here. Oh, yeah. She was here uh, uh, no, uh, right before um, Thanksgiving and left right after Christmas. She was in. He, I was going to say, how yeah. was it with her being there? And also now you're a mom and then she's, is she, you know, like, does it help her let you be? Or does she kind of try to come in there? Well, she to to be she's not the if like your listeners have seen the documentary she's not the lion that she once was like you know she's definitely you know my mom is um she's she's sixty two but she she kind of acts and lives a life as if she's like an old eighty year old like at one mm-hmm. who's maybe given up and so um she she kind of goes about life a little bit she's still our, our relationship has switched to one where you know, I'm more of the caretaker. Like we fully, I'm, I'm the matriarch of our family. Like that's, these roles are very clear. I help her out. I, you know, I've had to take control of like a lot of her finances because of like, all I can say, my mom's (laughs) name is Pat, (laughs) like Pat business, Pat stuff, Pat getting, uh, Pat getting swindled, Pat getting, you know, like there's all these things, you know, um, and so there's this sort of the cementing of like having to kind of like take care of her while being having like pretty strong boundaries. So it is um, it's been good. I was curious how it would be, you know, she constantly thinks the baby needs to be fed. Like <laughs> I watched her like feed the baby and like hold her cheek, hold her cheeks with the bottle 
kind of force feeding the baby. Uh And I was like snapshot of my own childhood (laughs) with my mom, like just being like essentially dominated and like, you know, like trying to, you know, be broken by my mother. Like it was just like, ha, like, (laughs) um, but all the work I've done is that, like, with my mom, there is and will always be sort of this, like, this fence and this barrier. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It, it was the difference between, like, doing that with everybody because of my mom. <laughs> yeah. And then I have, I you know, doing it, you know, continuing it with my mom in a more healthy way. And but that's how we can have this relationship. That's how she can be in my daughter's life. That's how, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Because um, I am the pretty much the only person. I have two younger sisters who is like in her life, you know. So it's like okay. the irony of it all, you know, of like yeah. where yeah. we've come. But yeah, like it's. Yeah. And I wondered, I wondered how she'd be and like, I mean, she just still calls. She calls her Emma still. I don't know. <laughs> That's not her name, just for the listener. <laughs> it's uh, Emerald, and then we call her Emmy. And it's like, hey, how's Emma? Emmy. And is it a language thing? I don't know. I mean, she did call my nephew Kai, Kyle, for the first week of his life. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but to... But to have her with you for a month is huge. Month Meaning, plus, like, yeah. the ability to do that. Well, the year before, because she had botched things up with my sister and she kicked her, kicked her out. She was living with my, my sister. My mom was staying with me from December until March of the oh. year before. Okay. Until oh. I, I found her a new apartment and moved her in Saint, to St. Paul. So it's like, we've just, like, been through it, you know. It's always uh-huh. a constant process. Yeah. And here's yeah. the thing. She brings, I will say that she brings her best self to me. Oh, okay. But there, <laughs> you know, there's still stuff. <laughs> like, sure. There's still stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, the, so I guess it's a little bit about acceptance, or maybe it's a lot about acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot about acceptance. But I think it's what you said too, that boundary, right? Like, it is, it's like, and, and I think this makes sense to me, you know, with a parent where it's like, as you said, this idea of deference, right? Where it's like, you don't, it's, it doesn't feel like you can put a boundary up with a parent, especially a forceful one. So it's easier to put the boundary up with everybody else mm. so that you have your reserves for the hardest battle. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And then, oh my God. What? No, true. no, it's just, it's, it's the, the hardest. metaphor, just the like language. <laughs> the reserves for the hardest battle? Reserves for the heart, like, yes, as if yes. you were like landing on Normandy Beach <laughs> on D Day. Some people call it Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're doing. And then, and then like kind of realizing it's like, oh, actually, no, I can with that person. And in doing so, you are now freed up, loosened up, comfortable enough to engage with the rest of the world. Yeah. In an honest way. I mean, not in an honest way, but like in a way, like, you know, as you said, I imagine you're really pitched up when you're talking to Tricky and it, having a no, it wasn't drop him it, off at Erwan. Oh, you know, yeah. Makusa. It wasn't honest. Oh, cool. It that wasn't makes honest. sense. Yeah, we should get lettuce wraps. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course the <laughs> Japanese mafia is attacking you. Of sure. course we should sit yeah. next to each sense. other. Person I don't know who came into my store. I just tried to sell you some goddamn jeans. I love Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things. I'm so happy that I'm alive right now. Like, where I just put myself in just like, just like, 
I gotta say, dangerous situations. Yeah. One, because I was like, one side is like, oh, this will be a funny story. Yeah. And <laughs> then, and you. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, oh, this is, you know, and two, just because I didn't know how to like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. do you guys remember a girl with the dragon tattoo? Mm-hmm. That movie where like he goes into the guy's house. And it's like you knew, you knew I. Why did you come in? <laughs> like you oh, yes, knew yes, yes. I was like ah, it's impolite. <laughs> like <laughs> the things we do to like. Yeah, I was so I was so worried. Uh, I was modeled as that. I'm afraid of murder, home invasion. By the way, too. Um, uh, <laughs> but that it would be because someone's feelings would hurt and that would lead to murder. Like it's yeah. so, it's such a, yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh Lord. <laughs> what a life we've all lived. <laughs> Somehow lived to tell the tale. Oh, the Somehow. 20th, 21st century. Oh God. Also just Somehow. Like, I'm just like, uh, well, the people. And it's funny. Cause there's some people where I'm like, Every now and then, it's funny, I would love, I don't do it, but I'm always like, I wonder if I could find that person on social media to see if like they ever got their comeuppance. That's what it is. Mm. It's not about like looking at an ex to like salt a wound as much as someone who was trash, wondering if now they live a terrible life. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm hoping yeah. to see they're in prison or something. Are you hoping, okay, hold on. Are you hoping they're living a terrible life? Or are you hoping that they learned from their mistakes and are a better person now. Well, no, I need to know they suffered. <laughs> I need to see the sign that they've suffered. Maybe on the other side, so but I need to at least see. Yeah. Okay. You're you know Old Testament. Yes, I'm Old Testament. I need to see that you went yeah. through it because you asked me to hold your penis in a bar. <laughs> and I just need to know I, that things didn't work out for you. Who the fuck is this? Girl, his name was Mike, and I swear to God, it was like we his name's always and, Mike. His name is always Mike. And then we're like upstairs, and then was like, and then he's, and it's like, why am I holding a penis right now? I said, why am I holding it? Cool up, why did I hold it? <laughs> Real like handshaking, like it was like weird. I don't know. If he thought that. I was like literally like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna hold this, so then I I'm not gonna mm. like do anything with it. But then I'm like, it has to be done here. But then I was like, but it was just interesting those things before because I remember like we met out one night and then maybe three or four days later we went on a date. Date in quotes. Well, no, I guess it was a date until the penis holding. But then. Then it was a relationship. (laughs) 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 But the time in between, I remember like he was calling me a lot. And like it seemed like, ooh, he must really like me. And now the adult, a little more aware version of myself is like, oh, that's like the love bombing you do to get somebody to be willing to hold your penis. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I do, I do. And in a way, I was like, really? Because I was like, well, why would he, if he didn't like me, why? And I remember just thinking, like, the things I didn't understand where I was like, men do all this work just for some sex? Because to me, it seems like a lot of work to be like really like calling somebody in their face, acting all cutesy. For, like to go really hard on a person like that for f- up to five business days <laughs> just to maybe have some like sex on the other end. I was like, really? I was like, you know, yeah. to me, I was just like, I don't know. I'm like, it's a vagina. It's not going to do anything special. <laughs> like, why are you so tri- like, I really didn't feel like, I was like, why men be tripping like that? Yeah. Yeah. And then realizing, and then- well, some of them do, a lot of them do. And it's not like, this doesn't mean this person like it, I've, I like kind of almost learned to inverse it and be like the more they were into me, the more I was like, you need to calm down. You don't even know how great I am yet. Like I've done nothing to warrant this yet. Yeah. God, I'm raising a daughter now. This is going to be so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. 
Wait, we have so one interesting. Yes. We, between the three of us, we have decades of therapy under our belts. Our listeners need some help. They Why don't we it. take a quick break? Okay. We'll get back. Okay. We're going to answer some of your advice questions. Great. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back with Kulap Vilaysak, a survivor in the streets of Los Angeles. Went to school in L.A. Can you imagine? Can you the imagine? Aughts, L.A. Early See, all the stuff LA. is picking up. I, I only I mean, have access to all of this through like an indie film I've seen or something. <laughs> like I don't know what this was, what Los Angeles is. Really. I know. Now I feel like it was even worse twenty years ago. Like think about how the East Side wasn't even cool yet. Not there yet. was only like one neighborhood you could hang out in for fun. Where are you hanging out? The Viper Room? What's going on? <laughs> like what's, what is this town? Truly, though, again, this is pre-Staples. This is pre, like, I mean, and and when I moved here, I didn't have a car. It was just bleak. It was, I was like, What neighborhood you live in? Downtown. Oh, 20 years ago? That's where Finham was. And I was like, oh, yeah, downtown. When you think of downtown, it's like, (laughs) it's happening. Who cares that I don't have a car? And at 5 p.m., it was just like, ghost town and scary and like it was and i was so used to being from the suburbs of minnesota being able to walk at night not a big deal (laughs) (laughs) and when you're living in a two-bedroom with three other girls it's like i want some space and it uh, many there was two a (laughs) couple handful of close calls uh again so happy and grateful to be alive <laughs> this well, like, some of the people who write us they may not be grateful to be alive right now you know uh-oh, because they're writing uh-oh. us and they don't know what's going on but they come to us honey they send us emails gmails dms voicemails okay okay now i think we're gonna get a voicemail to start andy yes okay All you right. guys as always 323-524-7839 I'm glad you said that because I was about to try to. I'm like, oh, we're reversing who says what. And I thought I would have to say it. And I'm like, I can't remember the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I only know three phone numbers. This uh, will be one of them. Right. We've had this one for a little while. I thought maybe this would be good the day. To do. 
Here we go. All right, here we go again. This is the second time I'm leaving this message. I'm going to make it shorter. So I'm in a long-term relationship. It started when we were, uh, oh, uh, sorry, she, her pronouns. Thank you. Um, so uh, this relationship started when we were 21, 22. It was my first relationship, and I made a lot of mistakes. Um, in the beginning, just I was obsessed with him. Everything, you know, him all the time. He came first. Family and friends were not into him. They didn't like it. And so it was very sexy, us against the world kind of thing. And I was young, and I just loved that kind of drama. And so that was the structure of our relationship for five years, him going first and me coming last always, no matter what, his laundry, his food, everything, you know, his schedule, his everything came first. So um, five years into the relationship, he was overseas um, on a backpacking trip that I could not afford to go on, and um, and I was fine and obviously loving and supportive, and he met somebody and kept the truth from me for a while and fell in love with someone else, and when I found out the truth, he broke up with me and um, kind of kept stringing me along for a year, and I was determined to get back together with him it, and to... And it, it, if it killed me, I was going to get back together with him. And my whole friends and family obviously were like, this is how the relationship was. It's not healthy. It's toxic. You, you don't, you weren't born on this earth to be his girlfriend. And I just would not hear it. And we did get back together. And obviously when we got back together, that was when I saw the truth. It was, I thought that it was going to be like, he was going to have changed and he was going to be apologetic and, 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 you know, things were going to be different. And obviously it wasn't and it still isn't. And what's hard now is that we have now almost eight years under our belt together. And I, we do still have this history and I do love him. Mm. And, um, but I know that we are not good for each other and our lives are so intertwined at this point. I love his mom. I love his brother. I love his sister. And I am so paralyzed by fear of breaking up with him. I've tried a couple times, and I can never do it because it is just so hard. Um, he's someone that I love and I would love to have as a friend. Any advice that you have for trying to get out of a relationship um, like this, please help me um, because I, I really am... 30 and my life needs to change. Mm. Thank you guys. Love you so much. Bye, Andy. Bye, Naomi. (laughs) Ooh, this is a tough one. This is the worst. This is one of the worst feelings to be in. It's the same thing as as you said, as we started this conversation, get up and walk away knowing you can do that. You know what I mean? Like this is the, this is if you don't walk away over eight years and you stay sitting at that table. I mean, I'm assuming you're both older than 30. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Before I launch into this. Mm -hmm. At 30, you think eight years is a lot. It is. It is. It is. It is. Absolutely. It's a long time. It's a long time. But 30, someone over 40 looking back, you know, you have so much... I just want to acknowledge how hard this is and and I, how how big it is. I'm sure massive that you you're you're asking for help. You know that you need to yeah. this this needs to change that this isn't sustainable. 
that this is headed towards the inevitable, which is a breakup. It's just a matter of how to do it, right? And how to feel right in your head to do it and how to be brave and to leave it and to realize, you know, all of that. So I do acknowledge that. And eight years is a long time. It is 100% a long time. 10, 11, 12 years is even longer, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you, there's so much, I don't know, I, I, God, I feel like just like, I, I want to be just like her parents, but in her family and her friends, <laughs> and she's, she's heard it every other way. What am I going to say that's going to pierce through that, that, that won't be that time when you wake up and you realize that it's more loving to you and to him to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is going to be something that she, she has to reach or he has to reach. He ain't going to um, reach because he's selfish and lazy. Yeah. So that's why it's not, it is, it's unfortunately is on, it is on our caller. The thing I want to make sure, because yeah. this is what can happen, right? Especially when you're enmeshed, like so many relationships. It's not like, this is not a weakness of yours, a fault of yours. When you say like, we're so intertwined and I love his family. It's like, yeah, eight years, you know, these people you're connected. My question for you is what are your finances like? Mm. And what is your social life like? Mm. Meaning, who are there people in your life? God, get to the who, practical thing. Yes. We got to, right? Because that's what it is. This is the shit that holds you up. The nuts and bolts of it all. Yes. This is yes. what holds you up. Yes. You know, You know, are there people in your life who you love and trust who, who have your back and who don't have your back in an I told you so way, which is the way you make it sound like your family is. Maybe, right? Like you maybe don't want to go to them right now because they're going to be like, I told you he was trash. And you're like, I don't need to hear that right now. Yeah. Are there other people? Are there people who are not his people? That's what you need to be working on fostering. And then I want you to think about too, like y'all live together, right? I'm assuming too, as your age and at this time where it's like, okay, we got to get you an apartment. That's the kind of stuff you need to set up. So yeah. that when you have this conversation, yep. you are out that door. Because mm. it's too easy to stay. I mean, shit, I don't like to move regularly and I'm just happy. That's so right. imagine if you had to move and start a whole new life, right? Like that's, this is a lot, but you've so got to get, exactly. The, the, that's what's, that's, I think is what's part of it, right? Like certainly, yes, the connection to this and you say you want to be his friend. And part of me is like, you can be his friend later, but right now we need to just like get you your own life. Yeah. Um, and we need to get you doing, you know, what you were talking about, cool up, you know, in your early twenties, that moment of like learning to say what you need, stepping into your power, putting your needs first. Also, that that was not it with this guy. Yeah, once she actually gets to that place, the chances that she will want to be this guy's well, friend exactly. is probably exactly low. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. yeah, it's like, but I get, what, but you know that feeling where you're like, this person's so close to me, I couldn't imagine a life without him, mm-hmm. and I actually don't need you to imagine that right now. I need you to just imagine your own place. Yeah, I need you to imagine like going out to dinner with a friend. I need to imagine you doing whatever the interests you have that you've maybe put off or haven't had time for because you got to take care of his ass. Mandolin yeah. lessons. Mandolin lessons. Watching the Mandalorian. <laughs> Getting into the work of Howie Mandel. We don't know. <laughs> we what don't you could know. Be doing. We don't know what you could be doing with your time. And I think that's what's important to do. And, you know... You know, I say, honey, get your ducks in a row, squirrel away a little money, borrow something for somebody, get yourself a cute little studio. 
okay, I don't know what town you're in. Maybe you can afford more than a studio if you're not in, in New York, can, L.A., or Chicago. Yeah, maybe you can afford your own house. Maybe you're <laughs> exactly. in uh, yeah, Lebanon, Pennsylvania. And you can just thrive. But I think I want you to get, let's look at the practicality of this, what can happen, and just literally be like, hey, you and I are done. I can pay the rent through the end of this month or whatever it is, find a roommate. The other thing, too, is like, I mean, I don't know what the situation with, I mean, I wouldn't have done this with my mom as, you know, surprise, surprise after you guys hear first half of the, of this (laughs) episode, but like, go home. Well, this episode, exactly, that's what I'm like, what is your, exactly, it's like, Like, move right in there. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, wrap yourself, whatever, wrap wrap yourself and I told you so, I don't know, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? Like, yeah. I know. You if you know? can withstand it, I agree. If you can withstand it, it's like, if you can, out of there. It, but also, again, it's like, you need some sort of just like, you know, you need some support right now. I think that's part of why you say, we all stay in relationships because you want that yeah. support. You want that comfort. Uh-huh. So you need to find that from the friends in your life, the family who you're cool with. And just knowing, basically reminding yourself that you ain't alone. And then also, too, this is, this is where 30 is not so old. You still young and fine and can find somebody. This is not the end of, this is the end yes. of a chapter, not the end yes. of your life. That's and, the part. And, and kind of like as you, you will, I hope for you to know that like the way that like it's to get to a place, I hope that you'll come to a place where you realize that this type of love isn't loving towards yourself or to him. Mm-hmm. This isn't at the end of the day. It's like there's all different types of love and staying in something that you don't want to be in is unloving. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, average price of a house in York, Pennsylvania. Just sure. Random. Sure, of oh, course. Okay. Random s- smaller town, uh, Pennsylvania. Probably between one fifty and two hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Which is a lot of money, except when uh average price of houses in Los Angeles is like a million dollars. I would say one point five million. I mean we can start a GoFundMe yeah. and get you a house in York right now. Yeah. Okay, if we need to get you to York, Pennsylvania, we'll do it. We'll start to go find me. Are you in York? <laughs> are you are you in York? Are you near York? Are you in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? <laughs> we'll get you close. I don't know where. <laughs> we'll get you close. We'll get you something. I think the point is that this can be done. I think it's about just and I and I agree with Kulab too. Where it's like, hey, go stay with family. Go stay with somebody just to get out of the relationship. Because I know I was just talking to a friend where he's like, oh yeah, we broke up, but then we were still living together, so we were basically still together another four months. <laughs> Until I finally got a new place. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it takes, like, it's like, yeah, getting physically yeah. away is the break. Like, that's how you make the break. It's not enough to be yeah. like, I am done with you. Now yeah. move over from the bed we share. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. the actual, I love that. That It's the actual physical movement. Yeah. Not the verbal movement. Actually yes. getting up. when. <laughs> getting up. I relate. I relate. I really feel for this person. I really do. I hear it in her voice. Yeah. I yeah. also just know it's like we get so used to what the unknown is so scary. Mm-hmm. We get used to this like these like dysfunction at like being dysfunctional because we at least know it. Yep. We know it. We understand it. We may not like it, but we get it. And we've yeah. built this life together. I'm sure she's built their home together. They've put so much into it. And to, you know, like, it seems really scary to to start to, you know, 
Yeah. yeah. Take that, pick that apart and unravel that. But baby, wouldn't it be great to like a phoenix rise from the ashes <laughs> and look at your 30s in this like, it's, it's 30s are awesome. Yeah. 30s yeah, are real. so great. It's a great yeah. decade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's a great day. Everything in your body is telling you right now to change and yep. see something new. It's the universe is is forcing foisting you this opportunity for like newness. Like this could be as scary as it is. It's the, the knife edge of it is exciting. I'm just trying to pump you up. Okay, <laughs> true. I'm no, a promoter. Right. You know, I, like exactly. that's who I am. Imagine doing whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. Imagine not having to hear somebody else's bullshit. Imagine treating yourself the way you want to be treated at all times. The freedom of that, you know, because I think we think about the companionship of relationships and it's like, you ain't 85 looking for somebody to share that blanket (laughs) with where it's like, this is my companion. No, you're looking to live. Then this bitch out here going backpacking and then meeting somebody else. Yeah. Why don't you do your backpack? What's your equivalent of your time? Go to Berlin. Handy, go out. Yeah. What is the thing you want to do and you, that you haven't been allowed to do because you were too busy trying to support a crazy person? That's right. Or can I throw this out there? Throw it. Slowly poison him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and take care of, and then and do a, like a Munchausen by proxy uh-huh. type thing where uh-huh. you gain a lot of attention for right. taking care of this. Right. This yes. man who's like sickly right. in a bed all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Put your energy through that. You know, that's definitely <laughs> a project for sure. <laughs> for sure, that's a project. <laughs> that's you know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I will say, most of my advice is Munchausen by proxy. (laughs) Most of your advice is slowly poisoned. And then just whatever happens from there. Well, she's a listener. She knew that was coming. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So this is something that I like to say to myself. I chant to myself. I chant. I sit in the corner and I chant it to myself, (laughs) which is the future is the past changed by the present. The future is, is the, the past, past changed, changed by, by, the, by the present. So if you continue as you are, nothing will change. But you, something you called Andy and Naomi, and you left a second message to be more succinct. You want change. You want. You don't want this anymore. And if you don't want this anymore, you cannot do and not remain in the same circumstances that make you feel this way yeah you're gonna yeah, have to be brave hold this honey Kulop took us to church Kulop yeah. getting a copay after this <laughs> you better write Kulop when you change your life girl no i love that this is it, is, it. this that, is it that that mantra is kind of this like to me to ch- make changes i have to build up the willpower inside and i have to actually internally kind of um it, i don't even know how i how did how I do it? But it is this? I mean, therapy. But I mean, internally, I build that yeah. up, and I like that mantra as a way of inducing that buildup within yourself in order to uh, kick this guy to the curb. Yes, and or poison, and or poison. Well, I also had a friend who would always say too. It's like when it gets bad enough, you'll change. <laughs> but, and it's and it, and, it, and it, that is all obviously all uh, dependent upon your tolerance for bad, right? Some people yeah. have it's like so that's different. But he's like. He's like, oh, when the pain, when you are so uncomfortable that you can no longer continue, you will do the things I'm telling you to do. <laughs> Basically, is like how it is too. And it's like, you're at that point right now. You're at that point because you are seeing this person in this relationship for what it is, which is no longer serving you. 
That's what this is. And the other, I mean, I think the high, the, 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 what's underneath the surface and what Naomi called out and we are simpatico on is that for some reason you don't think you deserve it. For some reason you don't feel like that, this life that you want, that you're worthy of it. For some reason you believe that, that it, that you should remain in this. There's a part of you that doesn't, mm-hmm. is too scared. And so on top of figuring out a lot, your, who your support system is, on top of your, figuring out basic needs like shelter, it's really like you kind of, it's, it's not even, it's not even about this dude. It really mm-hmm. isn't. It's not even about loving this dude. It's about loving yourself. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, love yourself, love, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it is. Yeah. When you realize that, like, you just don't, you deserve more and that your relationship, you get to a place where you go, like, you know, I was eight, eight years doesn't, it wasn't a waste because it got you to this place. That's the other side of it, friend. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the other yeah. side of it. But you have to go through the threshold. You have to go, you have to say that, like, I want more. Yeah. And you have to believe that you're worthy of it. And that's yeah. like, this is a deeper issue. I was going to say, right, exactly. It's like you're listening to couples therapy, but are you in your own therapy? Because we can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You know we're unlicensed. Mm-hmm. You know we're unlicensed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's You right. may got to talk to somebody once a week. I got a master's degree in philosophy. That ain't helping this lady. But that ain't a license, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> a kind of license. A kind of no, license. No, no. <laughs> a kind of license he says lying to all of us um, now cool up do you by any chance have time for one more because i think you're on a roll and you might change all right let's life. go let's go let's you gotta it. change another life let's try because right. cool up said i'm oprah today move over right. why don't we do this one this comes to us anonymous on gmail okay okay dear blessed andy and highly favored naomi thank you to be blessed and Gorgeous. Highly favored. Gorgeous. i'm writing with what i hope is an easy question about a very new relationship I'm a late 30-something gay white male making the most of living in suburban Midwest, southwestern Ohio, Okay, where I moved for my academic job about a decade ago. Andy, you know how difficult it can be to find, let alone keep these tenure-track jobs. I'm definitely here by chance rather than choice. The gay scene here is, well, not great. After being alone for far, far too long, I've recently met a guy who is, in a word, phenomenal. We get on really well, and although it's still early, less than two months as of this writing, I've got some very strong feelings for him, and I am very excited to see things get a bit more serious between us. He's likewise made a few comments suggesting he feels the same way. Of course, I'm still in the infatuation phase, but my feelings of deep, pure joy are as electric as they are. Unexpected. Okay, is this person an English professor? <laughs> this writing is good. So, the problem. While uh, we're very much in the getting to know you phase, I find that he is really comfortable sharing his feelings, stories, hobbies, cultural touchstones, and what have you. A man who articulates his emotions. How refreshing. I, on the other hand, am finding it difficult to be as open to match his level of emotional transparency and vulnerability and let him into the more candid core values, feelings, thoughts I have. What I've shared a bit about my history, he too has noted that he still feels like he may not quote unquote know me and that he's often said in passing that he's quote, still trying to figure me out. 
This is kind of an anomaly for me since I'm usually the one who others call too emotional and a bit of an hmm. oversharer. Maybe it's just been so long that I forget how to be emotionally open, but when I think about it, I really seem to be at a loss for what I can do to help him know me more deeply. What's worse, I'm afraid that if I don't do something soon, I'm either going to frustrate us both, lose his interest, or maybe even both. I want him to know me, and I really do feel comfortable with him, but I feel like I'm still putting up a wall. Okay. And so, how do I open myself up to this wonderful man who I care about very much? Any suggestions for how to let him know me better? Thank you for all you do to help your little weirdo listeners. <laughs> Sincerely, mm. emotionally stunted in Ohio. Ha. Interesting. Well, see, I'm glad we asked because we're asking the queen of putting up walls who learned how to take them down. <laughs> yeah. She learned how to take them down. Yes. Call her Jericho. <laughs> is that right? Did I, I have no idea. That's why I, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, my Bible knowledge is not. I seem to remember that the walls of Jericho came down, something like that. That seems familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I um I wonder yeah I mean this is is it because why I can there's two things thought thoughts that I had one thought is to just be it sounds like this person's in their head a lot right now and I'm wondering if it's because they're really excited and they want to be perfect and I mm. wonder if being in the moment because he's saying in in the past he was bit an overshare and people were like oh you you're very emotional and and I guess what what is it right now is it because you're so excited and you're worried about losing this person that you are kind of cl- clamming up or putting up walls or not sharing as much is that the reason oh yeah that's a good thought because like what if they are um worried that they're gonna say something that's gonna yeah turn them off push the person away yeah yeah. And doing the thing, the thing you want this intimacy, you want this closeness, and you're doing the thing that you know, the very thing that is pushing that person away. I, I've done that. I've, I, that's a old cardigan of mine. I, I get that. <laughs> that's comfortable. It's got holes. I've had to patch it up. <laughs> like I, I really do get. If, is is it that? Is it that? I don't know if it's that. But but being honest in the moment and saying when if he if let's say in that conversation it's like sometimes I don't know you and and if you could. Be brave and say, uh, yeah, and say, I'm, I'm trying. I know. I don't know. I, I really, I really want to share more of me with you, and I'm trying. If you could do that, that's a starting. Mm-hmm. That's a place to start. To say that it's hard. Is it? Are you not wanting to admit that it's hard? Are you? Is this fear of losing this relationship, like? changing your behavior you know like that that's kind of what i'm hearing based on and so so being vulnerable i mean the first intimacy is to be vulnerable and to say things like i don't know i'm not sure but i i want i want this i want this Mm -hmm. with you yeah it would be very meaningful and i think it could open a door to more conversations where you would feel comfortable and you would feel safe to share because something right now I don't know what it is, is you feel unsafe. Yeah. 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 I wonder if this is a function of academia because to Uh. admit you don't know something is, I think there is this, there's definitely this kind of academic, and this is just, this is, I I don't know if this is our, the, the emotionally stunted in Ohio. I don't know if this is their experience, but I have found that there are a lot of pedantic freaks (laughs) in (laughs) academia who uh, have to pretend that they know everything. Yeah, and that they're all their 
their self-worth and their identity is built into that. And I know that was definitely my experience where I, I, I think teaching helped me get beyond that because if a student would ask and I didn't know, I'd be like, you know what? Let's figure that out together. Right, right, right. Because I'm a great teacher. I just uh-huh, want to put absolutely. that out there. Why not put it you. out there? Why Thank not? You. Any of my former on the record. On the record. <laughs> on the record. <laughs> if any of my former students are listening, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write it and write just in. correct write in. Yes, be like, yeah. oh yeah, he was good. Uh, and if you could uh, do that um, to rate and review the podcast, <laughs> that would be very helpful. Thank you. Four stars or f- fuck off. Uh, I, I, I agree. But really quickly too, just like, because the other thing too, because I'm looking back at this email that um, he sent was, I think I, I think it is a lot of what Kulap is saying as well, because he says, you know, so the, they've been in this t- southwestern Ohio, which is like, what? For a, a decade. Was that Cincinnati? After being alone for far, far too long. So I think this is also just a, a function of being out of practice. Mm. We've also had a pandemic mm. and have been in isolation. So I think this all affects what it is to let someone in for the first time mm. in a while certainly romantically and yeah. so i think yeah taking that pressure off yourself being honest about it i think that's something that i've also got about the, out of the pandemic meaning we all have gone through even though some people aren't in the pandemic anymore i am but we all at least can agree that lockdown happened and as a result we all at least went through some shared trauma and so for me when i engage with people nowadays i tend to be a lot more open and loose because i'm like well we all had that dark year and change didn't we yeah. and so I think letting some of that take this pressure off yourself, because you may also feel too the sense of like, this gay scene is not great, meaning there are not a lot of options. So yeah. now you found someone who is an option and you're like, okay, how do I keep this person around? How do I not fuck it up? I'm into them. I'm excited. I haven't felt that in a while. And I think what Cool Up is saying is it in terms of like being honest about your, hey, I'm trying, being honest, like, hey, I'm out of practice, you know, maybe if you guys are having like a fun conversation, you go, okay, he's like, I feel like I haven't figured you out. Then go, okay, you got 20 minutes. I'm going to set the timer. Ask me whatever you want to ask me. <laughs> and again, it's silly. I mean, like, exactly. Like, make it a joke. Make it a game. Like, Because like, when someone's like, I can't figure you out, it's like, well, that's on you. What do you need to know? And just yeah. like open it up and see where you're at and you know, say to yourself, I'm not going to overthink my responses mm-hmm. to this Yes, person. yes, yes. Because that's the only way you're going to know if he's for you. That's like why I really like being honest. I'm almost like, God, if, look, I mean, you and I, oh. we're in deep, but it's like, if you could really cry on a first date, that's the sweet spot. Really go hard. Lose your mind. Did you cry on our first date? I didn't. But if I would have, you might have known if you were all in a lot earlier. You would have been like, do I want to engage with this person? And cried this? pretty early on. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> but like, the suit, like, that's how you're going to know if this person is the person for you the sooner you are who you are. You know, the, right. to me, the, the hiding it, all you do is put off the inevitable. Wait, Naomi, let me ask you a question. So recently, my COVID anxiety has kind of gone into a, um, what's a good, a, uh, a non-healthy, uh-huh. okay. non-healthy okay. region. Uh-huh. Okay. And we were just talking about it in our couples therapy the other day, and I have said that I'm working on it. I, I'm talking about it in my own therapy, and I've gone to my doctor to set a my uh, GP to set a, a a meeting. What do you call it? An yeah, appointment? you have an appointment. An appointment to, to, to talk about to talk about anti anxiety medication, things like that. Now, I said that to you. Did that make you feel better to know that I am actively working on it and that it's not just something I am like? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine to feel like I can't leave the threshold of our house. Yeah, absolutely. I think once you told me that, which and it came out in therapy, I was like, okay, well, 
Again, I don't know what the end result's going to be, but at least I know he's in it. And now it's not on me to go take care of yourself. Are you? What are you doing? Because I think that's the frustration. The frustration is yeah. not necessarily in the feeling as much as, are you really going to stay like this? <laughs> like in whatever the shit is. And to know that it's like, no, okay, then we'll figure it out. Yeah. That's what makes a difference. Letting actively, someone know. Yes, that you're actively. I think that what, the the acknowledging and saying you are working on it is yeah. such a good it, it lets the other person know that uh, like all right okay there's yeah. something yeah. there you know and then if it doesn't come to fruition you know a year or two later then uh they can right you know they can leave yeah. or poison you yeah work on it or want to i want to i want yeah. to t- i want to share more yeah. of me i want to do that you know like that that would mean so much to me mm-hmm. yeah I, think. I know what this person I know what, sorry, what is the emotionally Emotionally stunted stunted in Ohio? Ohio. I know that feeling. I know the feeling of wanting to be open with someone and there being an actual physical feeling of like a shield in you that you can't get past that Mm -hmm. way that, that just stops you. And I know that feeling and it sucks. That feeling is garbage. Yeah. But you can get it down. You can. Oh, you can. Look where I am. Look where Andy is. Deep in love. Look where. (laughs) Yes. Um, and maybe like you're having a, like this is such an electric time. Whoa! What if it could be more electric? What if Ooh. like this is like you're worried? There's there. I feel the sense that you're worried that some sort of bubble is gonna burst. But like, mm-hmm. I want you to bet on yourself that you're like fucking great, <laughs> and yeah. that when they get to know more of you, it'll be even better. Because that's what we ultimately want, right? Is to yeah. see and be seen and to be loved. Despite of who, like, because and despite of who we are, like, that's how you get to know one another. And I'm sure there's something about you that is like worried and guarding, you know, this little bubble, but like, it's gotta, these things flow and it has to evolve. But like, you, you honestly sound great. Like, come on, go for it. Take a leap. Cool up here every month. Cool up is here lifting us up. She's lifting me up. I got to listen back and write down what she said about the future being the past, but fixed. That wasn't the way she did it. What if you read him your dissertation in bed? You guys, (laughs) a postcoital, a postcoital dissertation. That's what you want. Someone who'll listen to that. You read it in chapters like Harry Potter (laughs) over a course of weeks. Um, Cool up. Cool up. Cool up. Cool up. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, Thank you for coming for on. Being our guest. You are absolutely wonderful. I have a friend crush on you, and this has felt like a really good first step. And I appreciate I, you. I feel on. like this is like our. But you've. I thought our first. We've had a couple first steps. Let's just go for it. Let's I just know, be brave. Okay, Let's just. I'm going to come over. I'm going to come over with presents for Emerald and then just not leave. Yes. Do you have a full-time nanny? I'll be in the house. I'll be in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have a back house? That's all I want is to be we, in someone's back house. Well, just, no, you can. Why not be in the main house? Why do no, you no, no. I like, I like to cocoon. Uh, I like she's to not gonna, cocoon. Yeah, she's not, she's not going to invade your personal space. I like to cocoon and then leave notes under your door. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you for being honest. Now I understand what relationship we're entering. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. You're a true dream. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.